Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So I want to talk about a couple of things today. First of all, we are facing a crisis in the U.S. and that is the coronavirus. And there are so many people who are scared. They're really scared about it. And I don't blame you because the media is portraying it as something that is like the end of days, the end of the world. I just want to say this is not the end of the world. These are not the end of days. I know the Bible predicted all these times. Please take a breath. This is not that time. I channeled some messages and I put a video on Instagram this weekend, but what I channeled from the divine was don't panic, don't allow fear to take over, take precautions, and that means do things that will keep you healthy. In other words, make sure you're regularly visiting your doctors, taking vitamins, you know, if you're supposed to, taking your medication, getting plenty of sleep drinking lots of water, all the things you should already be doing. That's what that means. It doesn't mean go stockpile toilet paper. Okay, the people who are doing that are taking supplies from people who just need it. You don't need a supply for the end of days. This is not that, okay? Be rational, be logical, be reasonable. Go get two packs of toilet paper, but not five. Okay, that isn't fair to people who just need to go out and get toilet paper. We're all in the same boat together. We are. You don't have to go stockpiling like we're the end of days people. That's not what this is. Okay? But there's so many people who are out there spreading like, be worried, be this, be that. Okay. We should be concerned because this is a little more aggressive than what we normally see. But that does not mean go out and make the world worse for everyone else. No, don't empty the store stock shelves. That's not what this is about. Okay, please don't do that. Okay, that's just making things worse for everyone else. That's allowing fear to take over and telling you buy everything on the shelf because you're never going to live again. No, no, don't do that. Please don't do that. You're just wasting your own money is what you're doing. And you're making it harder for everyone else to get the supplies they need. Do not panic. That was the number one message I was channeling from the divine was please stop panicking. Do not allow fear to take over. What you have to understand about the news media is that the news media sells more when they sell fear. Fear is their biggest advertiser, okay? Think about all the times they predict snowpocalypse 2018 and then nothing happened. We got an inch of snow, okay? it's They're just trying to market fear, okay? And that's what we're, like, the light workers have come here to try to tell people, stop feeding on fear. Stop it, okay? Fear is not helpful in any way. Okay, let's say you buy 15 packs of toilet paper. You're going to be stuck with 15 packs of toilet paper. Yes, you'll use it eventually, but okay, you don't need it. It's not that. We're not there yet, okay? The universe is saying, take precautions, 
you know, maybe if normally you buy one pack of toilet paper, you want to buy two, that's fine. But don't buy up the whole store. There's no need for that. Okay? You're going to be okay. Get plenty of rest. Drink lots of water. Eat right. Maybe exercise a little. Take your vitamins and you're going to be okay. Like it's going to be okay. The coronavirus is not even really that deadly to people who are healthy. It's people who already have pre-existing conditions. And we don't want to pass it along to those. So all of the cancellations that are happening, I think, are a good thing. Even though it's frustrating, it's a good thing because we're trying to head this off, which they didn't do in other countries, and we're trying to get ahead of it. So swallow the frustration. You know, our school is closed for two weeks, and it's not ideal for students because that's two weeks of learning, although we're doing e-learning where they're learning online, but it's still not as good as being in the classroom. But it's good to take precautions like that. I think that was a good decision because schools, that's where you're like, those viruses are going around in schools. That's a good decision. But don't let it totally take over your life. Don't allow fear to take over, okay? They're mostly taking these precautions because you could be a carrier for someone who could get it that if they're not in prime health, it could really hurt them. And that's what we really need to focus on. We need to kill out this virus because of those people, because it could be deadly to them. Like if they have cancer or if they already have breathing problems, if they're elderly. So we're trying to be cautious for those people. And I think that's a good move. It really is. And the universe said, if you can help others who can't get out, please do. If you have elderly neighbors who don't have people looking in on them, you could either go shopping for them or you can even order groceries online and have them delivered to them. And it doesn't cost a ton of money and it doesn't really take a lot of effort. And that would be something awesome that you could do for someone. And I know there are a lot of posts out there for people who are saying, well, if schools close, there won't be lunches for kids. I can tell you that in my district and probably in most Illinois districts, there's a waiver that the school districts filled out that school lunches will still be provided for students. They just have to be picked up. And we, people may need to help with picking up those lunches and delivering them to students, which, you know what, here's the thing. I don't mind doing that. I mean, it's the least we can do. If there are kids who only depend on school lunches, we can help do that. And if there are schools in your area and they don't continue the school lunch program, maybe volunteering and saying, you know what, I will make 10 peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and chips and bring them to a drop-off location. You know, we can gather as a community and support our kids. We can do that or support our elderly or whatever we need to do or share a roll of paper towel with, or paper towel, but toilet paper, probably paper towels too. I haven't been to the store, so I don't know if those are sold out too or not, but we can share with people if we need to. You know, we're, we need to take care of one another. Like that we need to do. 
We need to stop. It's not the end of days. And even if it was, we're not going to survive by pitting human against human. We have to work together. And that's what this is all about. But the universe is saying, this is not the end of days. Please stop stockpiling. Please stop doing that survivor stuff. We're not there. Okay, we're not there yet. Please stop allowing fear to take over. Okay, take care of yourself. Do what you need to do for yourself. Rest, get plenty of water. Make sure you're eating right and that you're exercising and take care, you know, take care of mind, body, spirit, all of that and help out where you can with others. But otherwise, just go about your normal routine. But, you know, maybe maybe don't hug and shake hands for a while until this is over and wash your hands. I don't know why we have to tell people to wash your hands like you should be doing that anyway, but whatever, I'll say it. Wash your hands. You know, but there's nothing to panic about. We don't need to be in a panic. We just don't. And it's all going to be okay. Okay, that is the message I got clearly is all is well and all will be well. This too shall pass. But we've got to get through this like sensible, reasonable, logical adults and not allow fear to get the best of us. Okay, you're going to be okay. I mean, this is your guarantee. You will be okay. I promise you. And we can collectively pray and send healing to the universe. Sure. I mean, we're light workers. That's what we do anyway. Why not do it more now? That would be great. So when you go to bed at night and when you wake up in the morning, just sends a little healing and loving energy out to the universe and to anyone who may be sick and may be susceptible to this virus. Send a little extra healing out. You know what? It's it's not going to hurt. Okay? And it doesn't really take much extra of your energy. So, let's all start doing that as a collective. I love that idea. But don't panic. Don't let fear get to you. Okay? It's not worth that. And the other message that I wanted to give to you today, after I got that off my chest, sorry, but that's what the universe channeled to me. When I said, okay, what message? And I wasn't even thinking about the coronavirus. I'm just like, what message do people need? And that's what came up. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, that makes sense because we're all in a panic over this. But a big part of why we're in a panic is the media really does instill fear at us because that's what sells and what makes people watch them more. We're doing what we need to do. Okay, we don't want to be in a situation like China was or Italy was. And that's why there are all the closures and people will say, I don't understand why we have to do this. You know what? We're doing what we need to do. Just trust it. It's going to be fine. It's good. It's going to look like we overreacted. We didn't because we're stopping this now. And that's good. That's a good thing. And it's going to be okay. But just rest assured, just do what you normally do and maybe take a little extra precaution in making sure that if you have to cough or sneeze, do it in your arm and wash your hands and, you know, all the sensible things the CDC always tells us to do. Just keep doing that. It's going to be fine. Don't panic. This is not the end of days. I promise you. There's a lot more to come. So just keep that in mind. All right, so that was part of the message that I wanted to give to you for today. And it's just been so crazy because my school actually did. We have to go Monday, but then we're closed for two weeks. And I've got to tell you that this 
I don't wish for a pandemic or any kind of virus to go around, but I'm so thankful for this time because for us, it's going to be a much needed time for us to be able to take care of, like me to take care of my kids. They need me. And also, if you want to work with me, I'm open during the days now, starting Tuesday. I will have daytime availability, so I'm excited about that too, and I am going to rest, and we still do e-learning, so I will still be grading and things like that, but it's flexible, so if you want to work with me during the day, I will be able to do that, which is nice, and I'm really looking forward to having some time with my kids. I really am. It's going to be a great thing, and they needed the time. They really did. It just really, I don't think the universe conspired to have a virus for my kids to get time from school. I'm not saying that at all, of course, but I'm just so thankful that we have it because we will definitely be making good use of that, spending time together and, you know, just helping them get through this together because it's still, it's so rough. It's a one day at a time thing. It really is. And it's like, Even myself, like he wasn't my dad and every day I feel something different, you know, that's the grief process, but it's, I can only imagine what they're going through, just knowing what I'm going through personally. And if you've gone through it, I sympathize with you. I understand it. It's tough. Every day is a new emotion And every day you think you're getting better and then you slide backwards and then you're better. And then it's like, ah, it's, it's crazy. It really is. But I am thankful for my village who has surrounded my children. And I really, really, truly am because, you know, there are so many things about this situation that are just bizarre, really, just really bizarre. And one of the things, you know, since the days have passed, My family has said, you know what, there was an obituary and he wanted to be cremated. So we never even, the kids didn't even get to say goodbye, really. They haven't had a service of any kind or anything yet. They're going to do that later, like weeks later. So it's still like open and raw. And and we're still in that, I don't really believe it, but we know it's true, but we don't believe it because, you know, you don't have a service. There's no closure, no finality. And it's just crazy because my family have been like, well, you know, there was an obituary. I'm like, oh, really? And I didn't read it. I didn't see it. And they've just said things and they're like, well, you'll be upset, you know, if you read it. I'm like, well, I don't want to be upset. You know, I'm like, I'm not going to subject myself to that. But like one of the things they said was, you know, at the end it said, if you would like to donate you can make donations to this bike park. And they're like, we didn't want to tell you that. I'm like, why did you tell me that? Because yeah, that's upsetting. Like he didn't make any kind of financial arrangements for his children. In fact, he was supposed to pay child support the day he, like it was a Thursday at 3.30 in the morning that I guess he did this and my last text to him was Friday morning at 8 a.m. And I felt so stupid because I texted him like I normally do, like, hey, are you going to just, you know, pay child support? How are you going to pay child support? Or he'd Venmo it or whatever. I'm like, hey, are you going to do that? And that was my last text to him. And he, 
of course didn't respond because he had already taken his life. And I felt like so stupid that I, that was my last text, but I didn't know obviously. And so like child support just stopped at that moment. Like he was supposed to pay that day and it just stopped. And he had agreed to pay through college to help with the kids and it just ended. And there's been no financial anything for the kids. They get nothing. And his obituary said, please make donations to the bike park. And you know what kind of anger I felt with that? Because, you know, if I'm being real, his child support was arranged when he worked when the kids were a year old. He made way more money since then, but it was contracted. So I was never able to prove what he made. So he just paid the bare minimum. For years, and I'm a teacher, so it's not like I'm a millionaire and make tons of money. And I'm not saying this, I'm not griping, I'm telling you my story because I know there are people out there who are probably like, girl, same thing. But like, I've always had to shoulder the burden of most of everything with the kids, honestly. I really have, and I chose that. I did. Because we had joint custody for a while, but I was afraid that he wasn't stable. So I got sole custody and he got them every other weekend, which, as it turns out, was maybe too much visitation for him because he still managed to do things to screw them up. But it's crazy to me. And then to put in the obituary, like make a donation to the bike park, it's like, what? So every day I feel a new emotion about this, but I just know that I can't get angry and let that be who I am. And I can't get bitter and I can't play the victim. You know what I mean? That was my second message today for you was not to play the victim because you know what? I know I have been there and trust me, like I'm so, I get so angry and frustrated about this whole process. So many things I'm so mad about, so mad because he took the easy way out and left me to clean up the mess in every way possible, financially, with the kids' emotions, with just everything. And I want to be so angry, but I also know that that does not serve me. And so it's in times like these that I realize I cannot play the victim. I have to call upon my spiritual team. And I know, like I told you, I already did the forgiveness for him before and I felt like we were good. I'm going to have to do it again. I know, I know I'm going to have to do it again. I'm going to have to go through forgiveness again because there are so many new things that I found out that I have to forgive. And this is a lesson for me. And I just want to be very candid and honest because I know there are people who've gone through similar things. And when someone takes their life in that manner and leaves so many un, like unanswered questions, it's frustrating. And you may want to just feel angry and stay there, but you can't. You've got to let that, you've got to take it and make something useful out of it. You can't just let it make you bitter. 
you've got to figure out what am I supposed to learn from this? And here's the thing. And one of the lessons that I am learning and have learned throughout my whole life is that I am strong enough to do this. I can handle this. And I have people surrounding me who have been so willing to step up and help me even when I didn't ask. And that's so amazing. And I'm finding more and more people who are just like, what can we do? How can we help you? How can we support you? And I was always the person who didn't want to ask for help, but I'm learning. I have to ask for help. I have to say, you know what? This is too much for me. And oftentimes it is too much. You know, it's, I've just, I've had people reach out and say, I look at your kids and I want to hug them and I want to cry because they look so lost and sad and they do. And I can tell you that as a parent, it is helpless. It's a helpless feeling to know that there is not a damn thing I can do to make them feel better right now. I mean, I can do all I can do. I can take them to the zoo and take them to eat and visit with them and try to take their mind off of it, but I'm here to tell you that there's nothing that I can do that's going to take it away. I can't take away what he's done. I can try to help, and I call in my spiritual team to surround those kids every single day, but there is nothing personally that I can do that will make this go away. And as a parent, like that's our job. That's what we want to do. We just want to make everything better for our kids. You know, I think back to when my kids would have the stomach flu and they would be throwing up and just sick and, you know, you'd lay with them. I remember laying with my daughter. She had she had ruined all of her sheets and my sheets, you know, and there was nothing but a single sheet. And then she like would be up until like three o'clock in the morning and we would be laying in this rocker and her on me, like both just with a single sheet. Cause that's all that was left that hadn't gotten ruined because of the illness. And we're just, you know, rocking her and scratching her back and singing to her and trying to make her feel better. And that was such a helpless feeling. And this is a hundred thousand times worse than that. Because you know at least that the flu will leave her body and she will feel better. This is so, I know it's going to take a long time. And one day is good and one day is not. And it's a day by day. And we still have to get through our normal daily routine. And some people are super nice and helpful about it. And some of their teachers have not been. And it's like, it's just a process and we have to get through it. And I could be, it could be easy for me to just say, God, this isn't fair. And I'm so mad. And why did you do this to us? Or to say that to him, to say, why did you do this to us? I'm so mad. This isn't fair. And of course, I want to say that. But that doesn't help. And that doesn't do anything. And that doesn't fix anything. And so in the midst of the hardest point in my life, this is the hardest thing I've ever had to go through. And I feel like, and if you've read my book, Beautifully Broken, you know I've already been through quite a lot. And this is the hardest. 
I have to find my inner strength to lift those babies up and to help them as much as I can and to not focus on all the reasons I should be so mad at their dad and want to just punch him because, believe me, I do. And to know that I have to figure out a way for us to take this from something that's devastating and horrible and try to turn it into something that's good for the universe and will help them and will heal them. And it hasn't been easy, trust me. It hasn't been. But I know that laying down and playing the victim and saying, you know what, this isn't fair, as, as much as I promise you, Every single day, I want to shout that from the rooftops. This isn't fair. It's not fair. They didn't do anything wrong. They didn't do anything to deserve this. But that is just playing the victim. And it's not going to help them. It's not going to fix anything for them. So it's having to not play the victim, not fall into that victim mindset, and instead pull from our strength and say, what can we do? And I have to say that I have to brag on them because they both started painting. And it's so cute. You know, my son... His memories with his dad are of being in Colorado and biking, and they painted the mountains. So he's got mountains that he's painted, and my daughter, like, they, they're just painting pictures, and she's journaling, and I'm just so proud of them because this is extremely hard for them. And they could just lay in bed and say, I don't want to deal with this, but they're not. They're not doing that. They're getting through this as best they can. And they're so incredibly brave. Both of them are so incredibly brave. I'm so proud of them. And I guess my second message to you was, you know, I don't know what you're going through in your personal lives. And I know some of you have a lot of difficult things because you reach out to me personally and you tell me what you're going through. And I completely sympathize with you. But those of you who are going through things, I think you're incredibly brave because so many of you are choosing instead of playing the victim and instead of laying down and playing dead, you're going on with your life and you're choosing to do things to make it better, to be better. And I think that's so awesome because you have a choice every single day. You have a choice to say, yeah, these bad things happened to me, so I'm going to go to bed and I'm going to put the covers over my head and I'm just never going to get up again. Where you can say, I'm going to get up and I'm going to face the day and I'm going to realize that this doesn't define who I am. This isn't who I am. This is something that happened to me, but it doesn't have to be me. And you're choosing to be better and to forgive and to do all of the work. And I think that that is so incredibly brave. And I applaud you for doing that. And if you're sitting there going, no, I'm stuck in that 
stage where I just want to put the covers over my head and I just want to stay in bed, I understand. I really do. I have felt like that many a days, and I know my kids have felt like that many a days, but I'm here to tell you that life does not have to be that. The universe, God, the divine, your higher power, whatever you want to call it, does not want you to live a miserable life. And just because one bad thing happens to you, it does not mean that you have to be defined by that. You know, you can get up, you can strike out, you can be a better version of yourself. And I highly encourage you to seek help if you're in that place. There's so many amazing resources out there. It's all about finding them. I'm so grateful because my counselor at my school that I work with, she's been amazing. And she recommended a service to us who offers counseling for just a donation of $20. And I have been paying for counseling for since summer out-of-pocket $175 a piece each just out-of-pocket for them to go to counseling and for someone to offer a service like this is amazing it's so awesome and I just feel so compelled if you know if you're someone who needs help and you don't have insurance and you don't have the money, you know, just reach out. I don't know. I feel like if there's any little thing I can do at all, help you find somebody or be the person, I don't know, reach out to me. I just feel compelled to offer my services. I really do. And if you want to work with me in any capacity, you know, where our schools are being closed starting Tuesday, I think it's the 17th of March, and we're closed until the 30th of March. So if you're a person who's wanted to work with me and I just haven't had daytime hours, my hours are opening up. So if you'd like to work with me during the day, I will be available from the 17th until the 30th and possibly longer. I don't know. They're going to reevaluate after the 30th. Um, And just to be clear, we are still working. We have e-learning but it's flexible, so we can be flexible with our time. But just reach out. You know, I don't want anyone to ever feel like they're alone and they're, you know, you're not. There's so many resources out there. And if I personally can't work with you, I will recommend you to someone who can and we will find something that works in your budget. I will, you know, I'm just not the type of person that's going to turn someone away. So please reach out. Don't sit there in silence and don't be just don't suffer and whatever. Just please reach out. Don't stay silent. Like we can help. That's one of the things my son has been so upset about is his dad has told him of, you know, that he was thinking about doing what he did. And my son was like, I should have done something. And I said, you know what, there's nothing you could have done if he was just set on doing this. But if you're in a place or space where you feel like I need help, please reach out please do not hesitate to reach out. We'll get you the help you need. And whether it's me helping you or someone else referring you to someone who can, we will help you. So please don't hesitate. Don't sit there and suffer in silence. Please don't do that. The world needs you. The world needs you. I promise you that. You were not sent here for no reason. And I hope that those of you who are listening, I'm sorry that this was probably a particularly downer episode but I felt it was really necessary and 
I just want you to know it's all going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. Just keep doing what you're doing and, you know, work on yourself. There's so many tappings out there too. If you're feeling blah, and I've had to do this this past week. There have been days when I just wake up and I'm just like, you know what? I just feel off today and it's just everything going on and I do a tapping or I do a meditation or I listen to music or I do an affirmation and I feel better. And we just have to actively be doing things to help us stay emotionally balanced and to get rid of the negative emotions we're feeling because it's just, you know what, it's out there. It just is when we're exposed to the news, to people, to everything going on. It's dragging us down. We need to balance our energy. So make sure you're clearing your energy. Do a tapping. Do a meditation. Do whatever you need to do to stay in balance because this is going to pass. This too shall pass, I promise you. And it's all going to be good again. Just stay patient. Be patient. Take the normal precautions to be healthy and you're going to be fine. I promise. I want to thank you so much for joining me. And again, I, I'm i sorry this kind of ended up being a Debbie Downer episode. I didn't mean that, but that was the message that I really felt compelled to give. But I also wanted to pull a card for you before I left. And the card that I pulled is from my Divine Whispers deck. And it's Love Yourself First. The universe is asking you to put yourself and your own needs first today. You take such good care of everyone else. You are nurturing, kind, and loving, but you have been neglecting yourself, my love. Do something kind for you today. Go get a massage, a manicure or pedicure or facial. Feed your intellectual mind too. Curl up with a good book and a glass of wine or go for a walk in nature. Take time out to meditate or tap. Whatever you do, be sure to nurture yourself today. Nurturing your mind, body, and spirit After all, you can't fill everyone else's cup if your cup is empty. And here are some self-care mantras. I give myself permission to take time out today. I I am slowing down and becoming aware of my own needs. Today, I put my own needs first. I deserve love just as much as anyone else. I am honoring my needs today. I think those are great messages. All right. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining me. As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe, please share it, please leave reviews from wherever you're listening. That helps to support me and my mission to help as many people heal as possible. And I want to thank you so much for those of you who have already done that. I want to give a shout out to Alyssa McKenzie, who won my Beautifully Broken contest. She wins a free session with me for posting about my book on her social media. So yay, congratulations to you, girl. And you can still purchase my book. It's available on Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and Goodreads. And the audio book should be available soon. I still have not heard, but I submitted it over a week ago. So we shall see, but it's supposed to be available pretty soon. So I also want to invite you to follow me on social media. I go live Mondays at 530 Central on Facebook where I do a card reading and I will pull cards for people individually. And I also post videos to IGTV on Instagram, so follow me. And if you'd like to work with me, just go to melissaoatman.com where you will see all of the services that I offer. I currently have some sales going on, so go check that out. And as always, I want to thank you for joining me. I hope that you have a beautiful week. Remember, fear not. This too shall pass. 
Everything is going to be okay, I promise. And I will talk to you again soon. Bye, guys.